0: Ben Askren and Jake Paul Ben Askren versus Jake Paul well the fight ended the way that i hold my hands up it ended the way i expected it I uh, expect it to to end um you know um I'll, I'll be honest with you guys i'll level with you and the time leading up to the fight you know, i knew i knew that ben Askren's striking was was pretty just being generous in my words here was pretty uh poor, wasn't great was pretty lousy um and uh Jake Paul's uh striking was good if for if for someone who's just uh kind of still you know very new to the combat sporting world to boxing his striking was really really good at least definitely better than Ben Askren's and I knew that in, in the time running up to this fight the thing is I don't like Jake Paul my dislike for Jake Paul runs very really deep really really deep so uh you know I let that get in let that emotion get in the way of uh get it get in my head and you know that that emotion just block um just to block off the facts from me um really i knew that ben askin wasn't didn't stand a chance and you know no i don't i don't hate ben askin a lot i do like him but in this um, situation in this instance i knew that his striking just wasn't up to the job you know i knew that all along i was just praying i was just hoping because of the dislike that i have for jake paul i was praying for a miracle to happen in that ring you know and i I went to bed that night because the fight happened at a really earlier time um uk time over here here in the uk so what's happening in the in the us uh it was uh really late over here or really early in the morning over here in the uk i only really started seeing the results of the father when i woke up the following sunday morning and my heart just sank whatever really my heart just sank when i saw the news coming through all the uh the pundits and the highlights and uh all, everything the twitter the twitter messages posts all, all of that stuff on social media you know um my heart sank even at that point I was hoping I was praying praying that this guy would beat beat this annoying youtuber. I was just hoping for a miracle to happen, you know. So alright, enough talk about that. It, the fight didn't go the way that I would hoped for it to go. And well, let me just say that the fight as I was watching as I was watching as the, the fight as it progressed, um yeah Ben Askren's striking was an obviously job. Jake Paul striking was was just a right hook that um put and knocked Askin and what I was really suspecting towards the end of the fight was that um, it did seem I, I suspected something with the referee because even though Askin did go down to the floor you know that shot just sent Askren down to the ground Askin wasn't fully let's say knocked he he actually got up again he seemed okay to continue he, in my eyes he generally seemed my opinion was that when I saw him get up from the ground there from the canvas he did seem okay to um, continue the fight, continue the fight. But the referee, I think I saw that he was having, Ashkin was having brief exchanges of words with the referee, but the referee didn't seem to be having any of it. And the basic, and you know, he, the referee stopped the fight. Um, it, was my suspic- it was my suspicion, it was my suspicion, my suspicion that something happened that went on there because the fight happened so quickly. And, you know, Ben Ashkin did seem like he was okay to, was all right to, um, to continue the fight continue fighting on um but okay by that by the time i saw that already um he had already lost the files we have already been done and dusted he even posted on his twitter uh sorry worlds <laughs> so he uh he is accepted he lost the phase accepted um the referee's decision so even he is not contesting the, the, in that case but i'm sure i don't know what other people think but this is my opinion i do think that if that if the um I do think that the referee could have potentially still allowed Ben Askren to continue the fight. That that's all I really say on the matter. So now, just stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. Now, looking at boxing, at least looking at this niche of combat sports, is this what boxing has now become? Because I see it as this sort of Jake Paul hype train, a uh, hype train. Um, <laughs> it's but he's now had three successive boxing fights as um, a hype train. That's um seems to be um started and now this third fight is only added to the hype train to keep the hype train going. It's going. It's and now um the Jake Paul is now calling other uh, other um fighters from the mixed martial arts. He's called out Nate Diaz well. I say he's called the man. He's disrespects them. Disrespected them as well. He has called out Nate Diaz. He's called out um DC Chromier. DC Chromier actually reacted to um Jake Paul when he kind of called out um, Ty- um Tyron um would turn woodley who, who actually went backstage to uh, meet jake paul's um, team you can even call them his yes men. um and dc criminal didn't like how um how um i forgot the name of the other boxer who was there with jake paul but he didn't like it didn't take too kindly to how one of those boxers there is it Jay leon love or something like that he um he didn't like how that guy had disrespected I just suspect Tyron Woodley, who's uh, quite an accomplished um, uh, mixed martial artist in, in his field, he's quite successful, he's done um, achieved quite a lot, even though currently um, things aren't looking so good for, for him in the UFC, he's lost quite a few of his most recent fights, and uh, I think they are looking to, to cut him, I'm not sure if they've done that already. Um, but, yeah, things are not looking good, so good for them. But in comparison to Jake Paul, of course, Tyron Woody has done far more in combat sports than Jake Paul. I mean, Jake Paul's just had three fights. And those three fights, now coming on to my next point, those three fights are against people who are not really professional boxers. They're not proper boxers. In the case of Ben Askren, even though he's a professional combat sports athlete, he's not very good with his hands. He can't really box. His striking is pretty lousy. Now, what's was going to say again? Do, 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 do. Yes. So, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Would I call Jake Paul a professional boxer now on paper maybe he may have the license to practice as a professional boxer, but I wouldn't really class him now you may say guys in the com- if you're watching some YouTube you may say in the comment section I'm an idiot for saying that he has a license you know there's paperwork there's legal documentation um to prove that he is a professional boxer he can train he can train other people um to be boxers and um he can practice, he can compete, as one, all of that stuff, fine, but would you say, would you put him up there with the elite level boxers, would you put him up there with the professional elite level boxers who have had a long, you know, who have fought other professional um, elite level boxers, would you say Jake Paul is a seasoned professional boxer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't because as I just said a few seconds ago, he hasn't fought anyone who is a professional elite boxer of that level, of that caliber, who's a, let me say, I don't care for my wording. Who's but he's a veteran boxer, you know, a veteran um, combat sports athlete. Although, okay, again, Ben Askren would be an exception because Ben Askren, you know, in terms of boxing, he's not really good with striking. To be honest, for me, this, a fight that just happened on Saturday night, Saturday night in Atlanta, Georgia, in the US at the Mercedes-Benz um, Stadium, Mercedes-Benz Arena, excuse me, has for me is confirmed that his striking really isn't good. I, you know, again, I go back to what, when I was, what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, at the beginning of this video, I was hoping for a miracle to happen, and I was saying, all over Instagram to other people." As I was talking about the fight, even though I was kind of sort of promoting the fight in my and my stories and, and on my on my feed, and all of, all of my other platforms on Twitter and on Facebook. I was promoting the fight as best as I could. I was hoping, I was rooting for Ben Ashkin. I was in Ben Ashkin's corner, not physically, but I was rooting and hoping for him to win. But in my heart, of hearts, I knew that his striking was just so lousy. And I was praying for miracles happening in that cage and in that ring, excuse me, and that just didn't happen, you know. So for me, the fact that he's lost against someone who's, who is uh, who is still very green to the sport, still very fresh and new to the sport, uh, but so far he seemed to have, you know, he seemed to have... Um, Walks through and me sort of beast and every single opponent that's been put in front of front of him, or every single opponent that he has called for, smartly decided decided to call for him, call for you know of his own accord. You know, um, it's kind of confirmed to me that Ben Askren just he's a, he's just no good striker. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't beat Jake Paul, who's an annoying who who's a an YouTuber and who's an annoying YouTuber who's someone who I don't class as a professional combat sports athlete. Uh, because again, he's not comp- he's not really competing against um, those elite level prefer- preferential boxers in this uh, in this sport that he's just recently joined and started out in. So you know, for me, not to knock not Ben Askren, but this has confirmed to me that his striking really, it really is, really is lousy. And I think I can say safely that this is just one of those things where people say you have you either you got it or you don't you don't have it. You know, you either you got it or you don't got it. You know, th- that sort of thing. <laughs> So i know uh, i was when i say that because i was hoping that between january december january or so time of 2021 i was hoping that between that time and this time now in the middle of april when the fights taking place now i was kind of thinking and hoping that maybe ben Askren could go away and really 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 work on his boxing on his striking but you know it, it just didn't happen i'm sure he was doing that and he was training hard and everything and in the ring there, he didn't look in shape. He looked really, uh, as the commentators were, were saying, he looked like a bag of milk. Um, you know, he didn't look necessarily in shape. But he, excuse me. But, you know, it's not uh, nothing new that his um, strong, his, uh, where his strengths are on the ground and grappling and in wrestling. And that that's okay. You know, still on the other side in mixed martial arts, he still has um, has had a really good and long, good and successful career. But when it comes to boxing, striking, uh, no it 's just um that's it 's not for him uh so back to jake paul um you know it 's really concerning that after seeing the, the result of this fight just um is this <laughs> is this where boxing he- is heading to you know you can have all these annoying entertainers um, coming over from from YouTube Well, I call them and saying, annoying youtubers he's he 's one of them and he's he 's one that I know of um the most him and his brother, but him especially. Um, is this what um, boxing uh, is coming to now? Because it does, it does have that feeling. It, my, it's a, my own personal opinion that when you have someone like Drake Paul coming over to the sport, okay, fine. He has he in boxing, in combat sports in general. From what I can see, you know, especially in like in most martial arts, you have to have something about you that makes people either hate you or like you. So at least to, when you're gonna fight any opponent. You need um, a reason for for people to actually tune in to watch you fight, which obviously, first of all, to do, they need to generate the attention, generate the hype around yourself, whether it's love, respect, or even hatred. Um, And in in Jake's, in Jake Paul's case, he he does the hatred side of things really, really well. He gets, he offends people really, really well. So, um, of course, people like myself, I don't like him so when it comes to like a fight like he had with Ben Askren, I'll tune, tune in to, to see him lose. But of course, that works for him in the business sense of things because it generates the pay-per-views. You know, for this fight that he had with Drake, with uh, Ben Askren, I think from what from what I understand, the event generated a pay-per-view total of approximately one and a half million pay-per-views, and it generated, from what he posted on his Twitter, from what Jake Paul said, it generated seventy-five million dollars. So I'm being told. So I've read. So he says. Um, but I mean, I do understand that in um mix, in this sport you need to, you first of all you need to um have um again you need to build some hype about you, uh, some hype around you so at least to get the attention and um lose my trailer of thought. Yeah, once once you've done that, um you, you know, you, you can at least whether you lose or win, you can um lose my trailer of thought, yeah. You can you can at least make her a good living, a good living from the sport. Now, I, where Drake Paul is concerned, um, the reason why I go back to what I was saying initially the reason why I'm concerned as to why as to where boxing is going, um, it's a sport that I do respect. Mixed martial arts, also, it's a sport that I respect because it because it's a brutal sport to get in there to um to to. First of all, when you have when when an event's going to be arranged, uh, the fighters have to go away, make wait, can't wait. They have to train and uh, you know make sure that they're as good as they can be. Um, they have to make make sure their jiu jitsu is on point, make sure that their striking is on point, their wrestling's on point, grappling everything. They're not going to be good at all those things, but they've got to make sure that they've trained themselves as best, as much as possible, so that when they're in the in the cage or in the octagon or in the ring, they whether it's boxing or mixed martial arts, they can compete as best they can do so they they always got the best chance of winning. Now, Jake Paul has done this with boxing. You know, there was evidence about him training and uh, just doing what he's supposed to do to prepare for prepare for the fight for the big night. He's done that, but there's something that doesn't just doesn't sit well with me. That someone like this can just come onto and just burst onto the scene and how do i explain it how do i wear this i'm sure people understand there's something about about this that just doesn't sit well with me you can just come onto the scene he's built up his fan base from doing something completely different um and in the in the combat sporting world mostly the athletes there have built up their fan base by being successful in the sport they're doing whether it's boxing mixed martial arts or grappling whatever but he's built up his fan base so entirely differently. And of, of course, by all the YouTube stuff he's done, even before that, he was in the Disney um, channel of filming, works doing whatever, uh, as an actor. But for me, it, it kind of just, like, seems unfair. He can just burst into the scene and start disrespecting people. He can get gun attention in that way. People will be... He have all his fans, all his haters will be looking at him. And, you know, if, if there's a, a particular fight, the person he wants to fight, if they agree to that fight, for that fight to happen, if the organisation or the other fighters um, if if the organization, such as the UFC, okay, like the Nate Diaz situation now, if say the UFC agreed um, to Nate Diaz fighting um, Jake Paul and the fight happens, you know, it would. I understand it will generate a lot of money, it will generate a lot of pay-per-views because of you know it's Jake Paul and on the other side you have another big name, Nate Diaz on behalf of the mixed martial arts coming on behalf of the combat sporting world. Um, but you know, Nate Diaz is someone who has built up his fan base by you know. Been a successful fighter and sort of back when he comes from with his brother Nick Jake Paul on the other hand um, he's built up his own um, uh, his fan base by doing all these YouTube videos where granted okay they're silly stupid videos doing stupid stuff but it has been successful and it's worked for him he's garnered a lot of fans he's garnered a lot of um views and with that comes all the ad revenue from all the money you can make on youtube you know the, and with that also comes all the sponsorship deals as well because he has all of that all of that attention he can also share some of the of that attention with other big name brands that want to you know sponsor him there's that sort of thing that's why i find it i'm um, quite unfair and also this guy is also very very disrespectful to uh, many other of the scratch Let me start that again. He's also very disrespectful how he calls out people, and you know i've noticed some. put somebody pointed this out to me the other day, and i, I, I it was something I was thinking, and uh, i didn't think i was i didn't think my opinion I kept it privately to myself i didn 't think that my opinion was actually correct when they said it to me. I thought okay maybe i'm right maybe I am right here because what I was thinking is that the names of the people he's called out, likewise Berngren are the names of people who he knows he can beat. And it goes back to the point I made before. I wouldn't call Drake Paul a professional... Well, even though on paper he's a professional boxer, I wouldn't call him a professional, elite-level, seasoned boxer because he hasn't yet been put in a situation whereby he has all of his talents, at least where boxing boxing is concerned. All of his talents and his abilities haven't been tested strenuously, thoroughly, and, uh, you know almost effortlessly you No, know, it hasn't it hasn't been t- his abilities have not been tested to to his, to his limit to know whether he's a seasoned um, professional boxer you know to know whether he belongs up there with those elite level boxers you know so um it's it's quite annoying to see all, all this hype ar- built around built around him and he himself is kind of d- He's doing himself, uh, granted, but it's annoying for me that he's saying he's a professional boxer he'll knock knocked this person and knock that person. Now he's he's basically saying the people that he can knock out, the people who he knows he, who he can knock out because their boxing ability, their striking, because it's boxing, their capability of striking and boxing is going to be very poor. So he's basically saying that because he knows he can beat them. You know, those are, as I've been told before in the past, are padded fights. Those are fights which, whereby one of the fighters will easily, when one of the opponents will, can take, can walk away with an easy win. Likewise, the um, fight between this big event that just happened now on Saturday, the fight between himself and Ben Askren, um, that clearly was a padded uh, was a padded win because we all knew. Uh, well, I speak for myself. Despite me hoping that Ben Askren would win, despite me hoping for that miracle to happen. Um, and in my heart of hearts, my gut was telling me Ben Askren doesn't stand a chance here. And if you look in that, look at that match, it was just it just lasted one round, not even more than up to half of the first round, I don't think. And uh, before he knew, it, Askren was um was on the floor. Granted, he wasn't purely knocked out; he still got up. He still could have continued continued the fight, but the referee decided against that, and the fight ended there. So let's see where the where else this hype train goes. Nate Diaz, Tyron Woodley, DC Cromie, um, and th- thank you very much to um Dustin Poirier, who's nicely stirred the pot on Twitter by saying that he wants to see, he would like to see a fight between Mike Perry and um Jake Paul. And Mike Perry, yes, um, this just another is another testament to how disrespectful this this guy is that this Jake Paul is. Although you could say it's kind of like karma. Working, it's just doing it's doing what it's supposed to do with Mike Perry because it kind of relates to what um happened between Mike Perry and Darren Till. Okay. Um, so Mike Perry and um, Jake Paul were sparring, his training, and um, I think someone in the in the in the gym there they actually recorded just a small clip of um of uh, Mike Perry and um, Jake Paul sparring. I think in that in that training session, Jake Paul won and jake paul got hold of the clip and uploaded to his twitter or to one of his social media platforms and he said that he um just kind of just exaggerated how the whole thing happened mike perry has not taken too kindly to that and has uh, basically slandered and slagged off as you call it here in the uk slang he has slagged off jake paul saying you're this you're that and um you just run by a bunch of yes man and to be honest i agree with mike perry yeah um, uh, Drake Paul <laughs> must be surrounded by a bunch of yes men to to have his ego to to be as disrespectful as as he's being. So to have as much confidence to disrespect all these people who can hurt him, who can really reduce some damage to this guy with his big mouth. Um. So, when I say there's karma and um, working its doing its business with Mike Perry because Mike Perry kind of exaggerated a, a sparring session he had with Darren Till, saying that he had beaten up Darren Till so badly. And Darren still said in the podcast, um, sometime, time uh, certain the podcast with here in the UK with a, a podcast named, known as James English, he said that, um, basically he said that sparring session it was it was in private behind closed doors nobody saw it just a few people who don't really matter it just matters to us but you know they're not really significant it happened basically in private nobody saw that fight that, that somebody saw that sparring session. That sparring session wasn't paid for. Nobody paid to see that sparring session, so that sparring se- that sparring session is meaningless. It Means fuck all. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I quote that Darren Till's words, but he was right. But I say that because um, Jake pours on the same thing as Mike Perry. Mike Perry doesn't seem to be taking too <laughs> too kindly to it. But from the footage I saw on uh, Mike Perry's. Um, instagram feed more than likely maybe from the way he was acting saying he was pissed before putting that ice cream in his mouth this is someone who's missed weight twice now who before he put the look what looked like a Nestle ice cream in his mouth he um didn't look so pissed um to me but that's just my opinion maybe he's, he's hiding his anger really well but i can understand Perry's frustration at um jake paul for releasing that footage there and kind of like off the back of that trying to um say um Say to people, I even beat um uh, beat Mike Perry's ass. You know, I could beat Mike Perry in a uh, in a boxing match. But enough about Jake Paul. He's this is a uh, boxing match number three. So, excuse me, this is boxing match number three. So, let's see where this hype train goes to next. You know, I call it a hype train, and. I'm sure he's going to Jake Paul's going to come across an opponent who's going to derail this his his hype train and basically put him in his place. And so it's bound to happen one day, you know, and knowing Jake Paul from what I can see this is someone that his image is everything to him, you know if he had lost this fight to Ben Askren, the way Ben Askren's handling this his loss is pretty good. I have a lot of respect to this guy because I have to admit, if I, if I was in Ben Askren's shoes, if I was, if I was an elite level uh, mixed martial artist and uh, elite level combat sports athlete, even though my striking w- would be was poor, if I was Ben Askren, I have to say, I don't think I'd be de- dealing with the loss so well uh, from based on my past experiences, but that's, that's uh, another story uh, for another day. But, you know, if, I'm sure that when, it's my belief that when Ben Askren, not Ben Askren, when Jake Paul comes across an opponent that he can't beat and he loses to that, to that uh, opponent, he will not be able to live it down. He will not be able to live it down and probably will not, will not seek another boxing match. That's just my belief um, because he seems to be someone who, um, again, his image is every, means everything to him and um, yeah. I'm not sure how else to explain that, but uh, you know those sort of people that if just one bad thing happens to them is out there in public, everyone's seen, everyone's seen, especially after they've run their mouth and built so much hype around themselves, they've really stroked their ego that much. Um, they all seem to be the sort of people that can't deal with loss or embarrassment or anything negative happening in their life. They just can't deal with it at all. And I think when he comes across that opponent and he loses to them, that'll be it. We'll not hear about this guy anymore, ever again. Um, I was hoping that would have been the case with Ben Askren, but that wasn't the case. So, let's see what else happens. Let's see where this hype, where this hype ring, uh, where it takes, and where it goes to next. So, moving on. The UFC Vegas 24. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens, uh versus Dr- Draka Close now. Excuse me. My mouth was a bit, mouth was a bit dry there. So... Jeremy Stevens as a close this fight should have happened on Saturday night but it didn't and what really concerns me at least on behalf of Jeremy Stevens not that I know him or anything like that but looking at his fighting record he has lost about four or five of his four or five of his past fights nothing was four the fifth fight was no contest for some reason or the other um but of course if you if you're coming off the off the back or the front end of of a losing streak in the fight world, um, especially with an organza- organization such as the UFC, that doesn't look good for you. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do cut this guy. Now, I'm bringing his own particular case up because at the w- at the stare-downs on the way, the stare-downs, excuse me, guys, at the stare-downs, for some reason, he pushed his opponent. I I, I heard that there was some beef happening um, around these two guys. I'm not sure what it was. I couldn't find any information on online quick enough for making this podcast um, but unfortunately for the other guy for Draka, close he fell ill and that's understandable having to make weight so you know having to make make such a light weight such a low weight uh, for this fight uh, I think when he fell down and I could see what happened when um, Stevens shoved him the guy his head Draka's head actually went back a little bit and it did look though he didn't convulse. we could see he wasn't something had happened there and um, he fell ill and the following morning, just it went from bad to worse, and he just couldn't fight. So the doctors said that he had, would have to go to the hospital, and the UFC cancelled the fight. Now, I have to say, I have to point out that for for me, out of the two guys, Jeremy Stephens needs a win. He needs a win because looking at his fighting record and where it currently stands at the moment, just things just aren't really good. Looking good for the guy at all? Four losses? No, that's not good at all. I mean, that shove just when you're this close, I'm not winning or losing, I, I don't know if you're going to win or lose your next fight, but when you're this close to the opportunity to at least put things right, to get things back on track, why, why throw that way? Why 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 get why chuck all of that away? Why throw it away over nothing? There was no need for him to shove his opponent. No need at all. Uh, and I have to say, for the rest of the UFC fight card, the Robert Whittaker versus Calvin Gatlin fight, um, was okay. Um Whistaker, um uh, proved again that he's a well-running fighter. Good stand-up, good ground game, good grappling game. Uh, he's really good in the flock and con- he can control his opponent. Um It was alright. Now, should he be in line for a title fight? Yes. Uh, from what I can see, he's had so many wins in that um, weight division. He's basically walked through all the guys there, now sitting at number one, just beneath Israel Adesanya. Um, so, I think you know that fight. It makes sense. I mean, again, he has for all the guys in his weight division. He's now sitting at number one in the UFC rankings for which weight division is it? For the middleweight. Yes, just beneath um, Israel Adesanya, who is currently holding the title for that weight division. So, yeah, I, t- I think I believe he's in. He's in the. Uh, he's in line for a title fight just to make it happen if Israel Adesanya would agree to it. Agree to it, if Dana White would agree to it, but I can't see why they wouldn't agree to it. Yeah, the fight makes sense, and uh, do, 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 do. yeah. So I'm not sure what else to add to that. Um, but I have to admit, a lot of the fights in the UFC, the for the, for a lot of their fight cards, I have to say they've been okay. The good fights that I've seen, uh, surprisingly, not to, to bash these organizations. Have actually been coming from other organizations such as Bellator and One Championship, especially the event where um, the event that happened about a week ago now, whereby Eddie Edilfra- Alvarez was had a disqualification for supposedly supposedly hitting the back of um, of his opponent's head. Um those organizations, especially one championship, their their fights always seem very entertaining. Their fighters seem very, very sharp when, they, when they're their strikes and really, really, you know, they really get into it when they when the fight starts. So Yeah, and the uh that Stevens fight against Close was actually replaced by the um the fight between Tracy Cortez and Justin Keith. That was a good fight, um, uh, and these two girls fought really, really well. Uh, Cortez through plenty. Free. I keep getting worse jumbled up, guys. It's a bad habit I have, and uh, I don't know why I can't kick it, but I keep on trying. Cortez threw plenty of nice um takedowns, in there. she had good control in her ground game, especially in the first round. And both fighters, both ladies, did have a really good stand, really good stand up. But I have to say again, um, a lot of the offense from the UFC haven't even to be that entertaining, so hopefully things will change in future so guys um yeah, I mean, I think I've covered and said everything I need to say in this podcast um I hope you enjoyed it what's really taken what's really annoyed me and what's really really um as you can see it's taken up a chunk of the time if you've listened this five if you watched this five if you're watching on youtube um has been the Jake Paul and Ben Askren situation because this guy Jake Paul, is going to be making from just the sort of person he is just going, he's going to be making a lot of noise in the boxing community and in the mixed martial arts community in the combat sportsing world in general as a whole he's going to be making a lot of noise just to just get a lot of attention and I was having a discussion one day with um excuse me. With one of my friends who's really, really well vested in mixed martial arts. He follows the sport very really closely, he knows a lot, far more about the sport than I do. So, whenever I'm speaking to him, I'm always learning all the time. The one athlete, the one competitor that Jake Paul would like to fight is Conor McGregor. But I think Jake Paul's being smart at the moment, he's building up his name in the combat sporting world, especially in boxing. He's building up his name, he's, build, he's building up the hype around his name, just to garner as much attention, as much as possible. So, you know, whenever he, he fights someone, the pay-per-views will be rolling in, he'll be earning a lot of money, and, he, you know, the, the, the attention, of course, will help. But I think the one person who he wants to fight is Conor McGregor, and that, you know, makes sense. As Conor McGregor, a big name in the mixed martial arts community, Is a big name in the Combat Sports and world. And of course, if he's firing Conor McGregor, the pay-per-views will be through the roof. It will make history. So, um, again, that's just that's just the reason why I'm, uh, I'm just giving a bit more back background as to why I took up more than half of this podcast talking about the um, Ben Asker and Jake Paul situation. Because I know all over YouTube or the Mixed Martial Arts um, news channels or the other Mixed Martial Arts podcasts It's going to be one of the um, big highlights that they're going to be talking about. But let's see what happens. Um, For me personally, I think it's a hype train that's going to be short-lived. And uh, until he meets his match, um, we're going to be hearing more and more and more and more and more about this guy. Um, But yeah, definitely, you can't win them all. There's going to be that one opponent out there that's going to shut this guy up and put him to sleep. That's going to embarrass him for life. He will not be able to live it down. That's it, guys. Um, Excuse me. Um I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh if you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to leave a like and please do subscribe. It really helps my channel when you do that. Um also my yes, my podcast is now available. I can say safely available. I can say safe, I can say happily and firmly with confidence it is now on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's also on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts on, uh, as well. You can follow me on Instagram. My name is AikoJarko1. On Twitter, my name is AikoJarko. On Facebook, my name is AikoJarko. And yeah, thanks again, guys.